This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 284, for the week of Wednesday, the 2nd of August, 2017. I'm Ben. And I'm Scott. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. In this episode, we break down the Sideshow Collectibles DC Comics Black Canary Premium Format Statue. Well, good evening, Mr. Scotty. How are you? Well, in the words of the uh, famous Luke Cage, sweet Christmas, <laughs> all I can say. I'm, uh, I'm having a bad technology day. <laughs> so for most people, this is about the third or fourth minute of the podcast. For you and I, it's about the 55th. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, my I, I'm running <laughs> training today. I was running a training course today in a place where I – um, do a lot of training. They know me really well. Normally, you just walk in and everything's fine. Today, it took like 45 minutes after the session should have started before we actually got all of the um, video and stuff that we were meant to be using working. Um, and it involved like three different people in the room, including someone making holes in the wall to try and oh. pull, yeah, pull cables through and whatever. So, Thankfully, I'm flexible, but you know, in the end, I was like, "So, do you want to like you know replace the carpet while you're here, or anything else before you get started on the old training session?" So, um, yeah. but you know, that's technology. I always say I I love technology when it works. Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of uh, technology, I, I believe you've been compromised. <laughs> well, uh, yes. Yeah, so I woke up this morning and um, someone had. Uh, Made some changes to my Netflix account overnight, um, oh. chiefly, yes, my password, and then the language. So, thankfully, I habla a bit of Espanol, um, <laughs> because I was able to understand enough of what uh, the emails, because all the emails I was receiving were in Spanish, as well oh, as the, cool. yeah, as well as the the Netflix. And so, but I was able to get in and. Um, and, uh, A, reset my password and B, change the language. Um, so yeah, it was very funny, but then super funny because of course, um, I knew that as soon as my eldest, uh, got home from school and finished homework, I'd be getting a text saying, Netflix is broken. Um, (laughs) yes. So I, I, yes. Anyway. So, um, do you have a, a similar story? I seem to think. Yes, I was put in a compromising position as well this week when uh, someone hacked my iTunes account and basically bought uh, game uh, power-ups. And I got some nifty little uh, invoices in my email uh, suggesting, you know, here's a receipt for your purchases. And I thought, uh, I don't think so. So uh, I spent, oh, a good hour on the phone with Apple support and was explaining to them that someone used my account but a stolen credit card to uh, to purchase updates because I noticed the the, the four digits uh, of the card was mentioned wasn't one of my credit cards. And so as uh, this poor woman went off and spoke to her supervisor a number of times, she finally came back and said, uh, okay, sir, we've decided to um, 
uh, credit the money back to you? And I said, well, you know, given it wasn't my card, uh, which, you know, which card are you crediting it back to? Oh, the one that was used to, to purchase it. And I said, so as I said, it's not my card. So if they've used a stolen credit card, you're crediting the stolen credit card with money that they can spend again. And she went, yes, uh, yes, but your card <laughs> your card won't be charged. What? And at that point, I thought, I've explained this about three times. So if my card's not getting charged, <laughs> thank you and goodbye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That makes no sense. Yeah, I know. I know. So I, I must check my my iTunes credit card to see if, uh, if there's any action happening on there. So, hey, hopefully they actually credited back the card on my account as opposed to the one that was used to make the purchases. And, yeah, I get some money out of it. But uh, anyway. <laughs> but uh, speaking of purchases, Mr. Scotty, have you obtained anything of uh, interest since we last spoke? I'm trying to think. I think that perhaps between uh, this show and last, I have actually um, acquired zero things, which is, <laughs> you know, a bit sad. Um, I, I am in the process of trying to uh, work out how I am going to get my hands on the Marvel Legends A-Force box set without, mm. uh, you know, having to um, spend an organ. Um, you know, I, I don't... Yes. Yeah, I, I really don't want to pay eBay prices in case it ends up becoming readily available, as some of the recent Marvel Legends box sets have done. Um, yes, so, yes. Yeah, I'm just kind of waiting, but obviously, I've got a, a Grail figure in there, my my Monaco Rambo. So I, I'm thinking mm-hmm. I may kind of spring for just a loose Monica. <laughs> that mm, sounds terrible. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 that sounds like a name for a racehorse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, spring that's, spring for loose Monica. <laughs> that's right. That's a good option. That's right. Um, that's yeah. So I think I might spring for a loose Monica Rambo action figure, um, so that I know that I've got it, and then um, and then kind of play the long game on the box set, and that may well yeah. backfire. But you never know. Um, yeah. Yep. And I'm also uh, on the hunt for the Bashojo Squirrel Girl, um, which is now out. Um, but I haven't actually seen in person anywhere yet, so I'm trying to uh, locate and find that. Mm, um, what good. about you? What have you acquired mm. slash hunted for? Uh, my only acquisition was the Star Wars Black uh, Clone Commander Cree, which was a Toys R Us exclusive, and I was very disappointed to see that my local Toys R Us uh, their stock didn't even make it to the shelf between the staff that work there, uh, etc. They were gone. And I now have an inside man uh, who, uh, among other things, packs shelves late in the evening when they're actually closed. And he sends me photos of stuff that he thinks will be of interest. And uh, I know that's probably uh, the wrong thing. Um, given that everyone should have the same chance to get this stuff. But, you know, when he sends me a photo of a, a Commander Cree, it's like, mm, uh, yes, please. So uh, oh. nice-looking figure. Uh, cool. I'm quite impressed. Quite a, a nice paint decal. It's got a bit of a sort of a green camouflage oh, type cool. thing happening. So, yeah. So it's nice to see Toys R Us in Australia actually getting this stuff. I mean, do you remember the times when yeah, we'd hear about a Toys R Us exclusive and it's like, yeah, exclusive to America. So well, that's right. Or if it did show up, it might actually show up 
at somewhere else like Target. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yes, Hmm. that did happen on occasion, didn't it? Yes. Well, it looks like the uh, San Diego Comic Con uh, has been run and won, and normally we probably wouldn't have much news to talk about after San Diego because everybody's done their best to uh, present it in in the the forum of forums. But, uh, yeah, there was some interesting news on AFI this week. Yeah, well, one of the companies that we um, mentioned in our San Diego breakdown show that we hadn't seen a lot from by the time we recorded was Mattel, and particularly um, in the DC space. And they did actually end up um, having uh, a bit of an, a reveal of some uh, new DC, what it's called now, the Multiverse series. Um, interestingly, not at the convention, but actually online at Action mm. Figure Insider after um, the fact. I'm not quite sure why that was. Yeah. Yeah. It was odd, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just seemed a little bit like, uh, you know, it wasn't a bad showing. It would have been worth actually showing at the con, but there you go. Um, mm. So, mm. what are we getting from that? The one, the only one that's kind of sticking out in my brain is getting a vixen. Uh, the ray was the other one for me. Oh, the ray, yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, those are the two that are going to be for us, or the yes. and people still trying to add to the DC Universe Classics um, line, you know, as it were. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I think, yeah. yeah, it was a really interesting uh, announcement. I, I think, you know, you, you sort of read between the lines and, and wonder what's actually going on. So, I mean, the first thing uh, I took away from the reveals, there were six figures in all plus a builder figure, which was Lex Luthor in his armour, uh, his kind of super armour. Uh, and that is that every figure is comic accurate, uh, so no yeah. sort of themed figures, you know, Dark Knight type stuff. There were no uh, movie or TV tie-in type figures that we've seen. Um, so, you know, every figure was comic accurate and uh, admittedly they are uh, rebirth accurate, so the Ray and Vixen are in their modern costumes. But, uh, you know, I wonder if there's a bit of pushback going on with Mattel, you know, talking to Warner Brothers and saying, look, you know, I know you want to, you know, pimp all this stuff for, for rebirth, and you want your Supermans and your Batmans and all that sort of stuff. But you know, there's a there's a there's a core group out there who are just waiting for some stuff. And you know, if we do someone like the Ray and even do the Ray in the new costume, you know, this these this core group of collectors is gonna, uh, then you know, they're gonna pick this figure up. So yeah, so that that was nice to see. Um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see whether or not this is the start of a new trend or whether this is just a you know, a kind of one-off, but getting, you know, a few, I mean, I think we've got Batwoman coming as well. So getting mm, a few mm. um, comic accurate um, you know, bones thrown my way, I'm totally okay with. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. As, long as, so. as long as we can find them. You know, that's the thing. Like it's as long as we uh, can find them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yes, that that's true too. They, they haven't exactly been hitting retail uh here in uh, Australia, even at some of our, uh, our sort of uh, franchise-type stores, um, let alone bricks and mortar. So No, no. Like, I, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> yeah, unlike Marvel Legends, which are everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, anything else from, like, late San Diego reveals or things that we didn't pick up beforehand that stood out to you? Uh, probably the main thing is this new kind of um, competition that's happening between the statue manufacturers uh, hot on the heels of the Sideshow um, Swamp Thing market. There was an announcement that Prime One uh, have also done a Swamp Thing 
statue. And, uh, you know, I think I, I'm, I'm a bit confused as to what Prime One has the license for because they seem to be doing both one-third and one-quarter scale. Uh, and I wonder whether, you know, this is actually going to affect Sideshow and make them pick up their game because, um, you know, they announced their Sideshow Venom and it came hot on the heels of everybody else's Venom. Um, and so I'm wondering, you know, if you don't get your act together and do a Moon Knight or a Mr. Sinister or something, then, you know, these other companies are going to do it instead and steal your thunder. Yep. Well, I mean, it is interesting, I think, particularly when uh, someone like Prime, Prime One is doing some collaborations with Sideshow, um, you know, and Sideshow is selling some of their stuff, um, mm. that they're doing that double up on really niche characters. Um, so, yeah, it is It is interesting. It's kind of, is it possible that the, the market could get flooded? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was Jim Lee who did a... Uh, <laughs> who did a, a, a bit of a panel at San Diego Comic-Con saying that the uh, comic industry is on the verge of imploding uh, and things have to change. And so they're now starting to to look at ways to try and, and build some momentum. And so you have to wonder whether some of these toy and, and statue How companies... How do we unpiss off all the people that we pissed off? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you only <laughs> have to look at statues and, and the prices are going up, action figures, the prices are going up. Um, people are buying action figures with loose joints, cheap plastic, um, you know Jerry Mancuso from from Pop um, from Pop uh, PCS who do yep. you know the, um, the Mortal Kombat and all that sort of thing. Um, he actually did a bit of a rant on on Facebook and said that statue collectors are a bunch of whiny babies um, and, and they're self entitled you know fanboys. And he said that uh, statue production in places like China and Taiwan. Uh, is considered to be like a really, really shitty job. They work in these dirty factories where, um, you know, there's porcelain dust in the air or polystone dust in the air all the time or resin um, fumes and there's paint fumes and it's considered like a really low job. It's it's the lowest of the low that work in these factories. It's not a prestige job at all. And, and he said, you know, it's getting to a point where um, some of these big companies that can produce things like statues can produce anything like that. And so, you know, they can quite easily pass on producing 2,000 statues for Sideshow uh, in favour of doing some really generic thing for Disney and the Disney stores and doing a run of 50,000. And he said that, um, you know, people should be grateful that these companies can still produce statues um, given there's such demand on, on these Chinese factories. So, yeah, interesting times. Um, I think that the, uh, the thing that... Um uh, you know, it, we need to uh, kind of look at is uh, how, as collectors, we can focus when there's so much stuff happening. You know, in that space. Mm. Uh, you know, I think that um, the the time that uh, um, oh, sorry, I'm not having Bluetooth problems now. I'm actually just having <laughs> brain brain problems. Um, I think that 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 one of the things that we um need to just I'll go back. I think that one of the challenges for collectors is actually working out how to focus. Like I'm looking at some things like, for example, the prime one flash statue and thinking, Oh, you know, like do I jump on that? It's way more than I want to spend, but am I going to get one from sideshow, et cetera? You know, do I play Mm, the long mm. game? Um, you know, and that it, it, it's just a, I think a challenge for, for us, you know, what a terrible problem to have to be, um, (laughs) you know, be by, by choice. Uh, one other thing Mm -hmm. I wanted to just mention that I, um, 
uh, noticed uh, from San Diego was the uh, Blitzway who have got uh, Ghostbusters um, one six scale figures are doing a one six scale Ecto one. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. Which is uh, looks amazing. I mean, it's not something that I'm going to be spending money on, but I'll be definitely keen to see people's uh, yeah. reviews of it because it really, um, you know, looks just amazing, amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, look, you know, I think good, good job to all those people out there that are um, doing doing good things, and please keep doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, indeed. And speaking of good things, you and I are going to do a bit of a breakdown right after this little sound break. We sure are. If you like listening to podcasts, there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of The Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, welcome to an AFB toy breakdown. This is where we take the opportunity to look at something in a bit more detail. Not so much a toy of the week where we break down each and every element. It's just something that uh, more than one of the hosts have picked up. And, uh, yeah, we just go back and forth and talk about it. This is something that Scott and I have been doing for quite a few years now because we are both avid collectors of the Sideshow Premium Format statues. And boy, have yeah. we got a groovy little girl to talk about tonight. Um, well, absolutely. I think um, this is one that we were uh, both super excited to um, have announced. And, of course, we're talking about the lovely Black Canary. Um, <clears throat> when when you know, this line was announced, you, you know you know that you're going to get the super big hitters. But for me as someone that I would love this to um, – you know, be that kind of really uh, all-encompassing DC universe line. Um, I, I need you know kind of the major characters in the DC universe to make that happen. Um, Black Canary is a bit of a favorite of mine, so I was super excited to have her announced in this line. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. She's a a big name for me. Uh, as much as I wanted the big guns, and obviously Wonder Woman was probably the uh, the number one of the gals. Black Canary was definitely uh, second for me. She's a a long time favourite. Um, I was curious as to how they would actually present her, um, and we're obviously going to talk about that because uh, you know it's easy for them to uh, when it comes to art direction to sort of move into some of that more modern looking uh, stuff. So. But anyway, um, let's uh, let's start right from the very beginning. And uh, I was pretty surprised at how small the box was, uh, and light as well. Like I, you know, you, you never know with the um, the sideshow stuff what you're going to get in terms of a the size dimensions of it, but then also how heavy it's going to be. So when I first uh, picked it up, as well as <laughs> you know, thinking it was small, I thought, oh gosh, I hope I've got everything. This doesn't feel very heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I, I picked up my box and I thought this actually has to be one of the smallest boxes uh, that I've actually seen. I, I guess I've 
being used to some of those monsters that have arrived in, in the past year or so. So uh, so anyway, this is the usual sideshow affair. We get a colour art box inside a brown shipper. Um, you know, <clears throat> I don't tend to pay too much attention to the art boxes these days because, uh, I don't know, I feel bad saying this, but sideshow sometimes doesn't make much of an effort with some of their art boxes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's no, there's no consistency. We talked about this before and, you know, it's, a, there's no kind of convention. So I think it's really up to whoever gets the job for how much work they put into it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And what I thought about this one in particular, um, in terms of the art direction, because the, the art box is fairly straightforward. It's got the original concept art for the statue, uh, on the box, which was quite nice. It's better than just sort of a logo or something like that. Uh, but I'm going to talk about that concept art a little bit later. Um, yep. But overall, yeah, look, you know, not too bad. Does what uh, it needs to do. Yep, it's got you uh, know um, at least it's kind of you know her colours and um, you know something that does sort of match with what I think of the character anyway. So that's all right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, look, you know, you get the the box open, you slide out that uh, split styrofoam tray. This is the usual kind of affair. Once again, um, Sideshow do a good job by putting their logo on the top. So when you you know you've got the two halves, you know which way is up. Uh, you get that sucker open, and uh, it's actually pretty straightforward. There's there's not a lot going on. The head's already attached, which is kind of no, actually not. Nice. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy talk. Crazy talk. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got a question here, and I'm, uh, so I'm going to start with a base. Um, I, I still don't know quite what to make of the base. Uh, you know, so for those playing along at home, it's uh, quite a small base compared yep. to the likes of Catwoman or something like that. Um, we've got a little bit of sort of brick and cement uh, going on, and then we've just got a, a bit of rubble. Uh, behind her, which uh, <clears throat> I think plays into a little bit um, of, of the art direction that we're going to talk about. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of just there. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I've got – there's two different schools of thought on this. From a I'm collecting and displaying these point of view, I'm actually quite happy for a smaller base in the mix because some of them are huge and obviously it really impacts on how you can – display them and the weight etc mm. um, and, and i do at least i'm happy that we are still to this point with the dc premium formats getting unique you know character specific bases yeah um, because you know marvel went through the marvel sideshow stuff went through a phase where the avengers and x-men stuff was pretty phoned in and you know not not um yeah but yeah, yeah I, I think it's meant to be like you know rubble that is probably like post fighting or canary cry rubble, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so <clears throat> it's actually one of the smallest bases that we've seen. It's a little sort of hexagonal shaped base. It looks, um, well, I guess it's got that urban feel. You've got the bricks and concrete and, and the shattered bits and pieces. Um, so the next most obvious thing is you take canary out. Um, she is uh, pretty much together except for the head. So all the arms uh, and whatnot are already in place. And uh, that comes out fairly easy. And surprise, a surprise, uh, mine actually went into the uh, the foot pegs, uh, went in without a problem. Outstanding. I know. Win-win. <laughs> Hooray. Everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> That's really funny. So. Um, yeah. I, whenever I do that now, I'm always thinking, I wonder if this is working for Ben in the way it's working for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do that too. Uh, I, I go, you, you know, uh, just, yeah, anyway. Um, but uh, in picking her up, there's a few things that uh, jump out at you straight away. When you look at the images of this girl online, um, she's wearing sort of a, you know, a pretty pretty classic sort of costume. So she's got that um, that that sort of, uh, what do you call that, the, the black leather part, you know, it's the, the, the bodice type piece. Um, that only sort of comes up and, and covers the the chest, et cetera, and then the leather jacket over the top. Um, but the fishnets are proper fishnets, which is awesome. We probably didn't expect anything less from that. But I don't know about you, but I actually got a bit of a shock when I saw her from behind, and I don't just mean because uh, that costume rides up. Um. Yeah, no, I we, we've talked about this, and I didn't notice this in the same way that you did, so you better talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, fishnets are obviously something that we've seen uh, quite a bit in the past with some of the DC collectible stuff, not DC collectibles um, as in the company, but as in just collectibles that are DC related. Uh, obviously, Canary and Zatanna sport fishnets in uh, some of their sort of costumes. Uh, and we've seen this on action figures. We've seen this on some of the cover girls statues from DC collectibles. Uh, and obviously now we're seeing them in quarter scale on, on Black Canary. And uh, it's something I think that uh, works really, really well or it works really, really badly. And I think one of the main issues they have in the way they apply the fishnets is they don't just have, uh, you know, a, a tube, I guess, like like a traditional stocking that they slip over the leg. I think what they actually do is they take the, the netting and they actually wrap it around the leg and that's what actually uh, gives the contour to um, to the shape of the leg and then what they actually have to do is connect that up and so we've seen in the past and I'm trying to remember whether it was the Zatanna figure in the DC Universe classics but one of them has horrendous kind of oh, weld yeah. oh. yes those yeah. weld lines where they've they sort of welded the two pieces together and uh, yeah. it looks absolutely dreadful which I never understood with uh, action figures where you're putting different pieces together anyway. Surely there could be a way to do that without, you know, and, and I know that I'm, uh, I can't remember if this was actually on the podcast or, you know, back when I was doing just blog reviews, etc., where I said something about it and someone said, well, fishnets do have a seam. And I was like, <laughs> yes, but they're not like, they don't take up half the back yeah. of the woman's leg. Like they're just so, <laughs> you know, so ugly looking. Come on people. Yeah, and, and it's a horrible weld too. So so we've seen this done to varying effects. Uh, and so I was curious how they were actually going to do this in Black Canary. And they've actually come up with a very interesting uh, solution. And that is that there's actually a, a small cut in the back of her legs. So there's actually an indentation uh, in her legs. And so what they've done is they've pulled it around the leg and then obviously pushed it into that slot i i guess uh for lack of a better term so from behind the 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 figure kind of loses um i guess some of that realism because you know nobody has these great big grooves running down the back of their legs but um it's it's also made for a very clean join um so yeah I, i'm not really that fussed one way or the other um yeah. i thought this was great i thought look i did not notice the uh, you know what they've done here until you pointed it out to me, um, and the, even when I went back, like I actually couldn't a hundred percent feel it. So um, I don't know if maybe it's more pronounced on yours than mine. I'm not sure, but I thought, like you know, mine I think looks great. And, yeah, and and also if it's 
you know, to keep that kind of a little bit more discreet and, and also to keep them in place because, you know, it is, I do have a bit of a, I guess, wear concern on this in that, you know, they are legit, um, it's fabric. It's, you know, it's definitely terrible, uh, like T A T E A R able. Um, and, mm. uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, I, you know, I, I wouldn't want a cat to get to it, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so look, I, I think that that's actually, I mean, it's very effective. It, it works well and she looks great uh, in them. And uh, I, I think it's a real credit to, um, you know, the, the sculptor and that we've got um, quite the mix going on here. So this is a mixed media statue. She does actually have a material uh, jacket. Uh, you've then got the material stockings. And then the rest is actually sculpted, which is interesting because from the promo images, I wasn't sure whether sort of the, the leather outfit that she's wearing on her torso uh, was actually mixed media or whether it was just sculpted and painted in, in sort of a gloss paint. But uh, as it turns out, it's sculpted. Yeah, you often can't tell with these pieces from promo images for sure about whether there are soft goods and what is some stuff that looks in photos like it might be soft goods turns out to be sculpted. Um, and, but yeah, I was really happy to see the the jacket as a, a fabric piece here. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I guess some credit should get thrown out. So, uh, once again, art design is uh, Stanley Art Germ Lau. So, uh, has obviously done the uh, sort of the, the concept uh, image. Uh, the main sculpt actually goes to Pablo Vigiano. Um, and Pablo is not new to SciShow. He did the, um, the most recent Hulk premium format in its multiple iterations. And I do believe he also did the Galactus Marquette. Um, the the really huge okay. ones. So um, so yes, he he's uh, uh, I, I really like the stuff that he actually does. So um, <clears throat> one thing I, I thought was quite interesting, and and that's why I, I jumped on this statue straight away is. I mean, it did get a bit of criticism to begin with, this particular pose. So um, I guess we can talk a bit about the art direction, and that is that uh, Canary's got quite the uh, uh, quite the stance, quite the sort of bit of attitude going on, and she's got her lips kind of slightly pursed, and she's holding up her finger to, to her lips. And so um, there's quite a bit of debate as to what was going on um, in this particular, you know, uh, choice. Now, this is where I'm going to mention that art direction uh, when we talked about the image on the side of the box, which is obviously Art Germ's um, sort of concept art. And I actually think the statue conveys a slightly different meaning to the original image. Um, I think in the original artwork from Art Germ, it kind of just looks that like she's just holding her finger up to her lips. Uh, as if she's kind of waving her finger and saying that someone's been a bit of a bad boy or holding up her lips, you know, as a shush type thing, which is, you know, the the, the opposite to Black Canary who uses her sonic scream. But um, I think the final sculpt, the, the lips are actually quite different. And it, it, I don't know, for me, there's a, a slightly different sort of meaning going on there. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh- when this was first shown, I said then that I don't really love the pose. Um, yeah. And I still really don't love the pose. I think that uh, in terms of, um, you know, a, a character who is a strong and powerful character that, you know, I I would have liked something 
are just a bit more um, powerful as opposed to um, coquettish. You know, it's uh, because I think there's mm-hmm. enough there's enough sexy happening um, anyway. Yeah. And I, I just take issue with, and I think I'm probably in the minority in terms of how I want some of these to look, but I just take issue sometimes with the, the cheesecake, um, side of this stuff because, you know, women are also sexy when they are being powerful and these women are powerful. And, you know, I, I think that there, there were more dynamic things that you could have done. First of all, yeah, um, you know, with it, uh, and also, and you know, I think I'll I'll talk about this here. You know, my biggest um, disappointment with this piece is that the exclusive, um, you know, was not a swap out head with an option oh. space because oh. Yeah. oh, you've just you've just summed up my thoughts exactly. Uh, I yeah. just if if anybody deserved uh, a swap out portrait, it's got to be Black Canary. I mean, you can do. You can do the the head that we've got, but if those arms had have been slightly different, it would have been a perfect opportunity to have a swap out portrait that actually has her doing the canary cry. Yep, it could have worked either way. Then that pose, you know, like you could have actually probably had almost the same pose if you had to, and had one, yeah, and just have the hand in a slightly different position so that it could be, you know, a cutesy one or it could be a canary cry one. And I just think that, you know, it, that that's kind of what I pictured the exclusive would be. Um, and I, it's a bummer. Yeah. 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 I, I was a little bit disappointed too. Uh, now in terms of the pose, yeah, look, I, I do agree. I mean, uh, you know, when you're covered in leather and, and fishnets, you've pretty much got the sexy going on as it is. Um, but what I will, uh, you know, I guess in, in defense of the, the art direction, what I do like is, uh, you know, you look at someone like Bowen, who I still think, you know, he's uh, the best, uh, the best of the best. You know, he, he did it better than anyone before others were doing it. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the the museum poses were very generic. Even when there was a, a slight bit of action, they were still done in that same sort of generic way with the arms and the same generic pose. Um, and so, look, I do appreciate that they try and put a bit of attitude into some of these pieces. Um, you know, I think, you know, hot on the heels of Canary, you know, and, and this piece, you know, it does have attitude. They, they've gone for something a bit different. Um, we've got the Huntress, which is, you know, a beautiful looking statue, but it's very generic museum pose. She's kind of just there. Um, so it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. You've got like Catwoman who's got that that sort of half turn um, you know, sort of thing happening, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that they try and do something a little bit different, but yeah, I think sometimes it works better than others. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think this, this is a, a lovely, lovely piece, and I, I think they've done a brilliant job with what they've got. It is like, as you said, I do think it is a art direction thing, um, and it, it, it's just a. I suppose it's where people are coming from, you know, in terms of, um, you know, their their thoughts on, you know, how to represent a character and what people are looking for. And, you know, and to yeah. be fair, there is an element of the collectors of these lines that, you know, really like the, the, che- the sexy girl cheesecake element. Um, mm, oh, and, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so you can't, you can't ignore that either. Um, you know, but yeah, it's good to yep. see some different things. But I think it is a, you know, to me, like you know, Huntress is a good example of where that that to me is quite a different 
uh, approach to representing a character than this, or you know, or Catwoman. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and 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 the sexy sells. Yeah. Sexy must be selling. I mean, you know, we've got. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got uh, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Catwoman. Um, you know, then we've got the the good girls. You know, Huntress, Batgirl, Supergirl, Black Canary, Zatanna, Power Woman. Um, they well and truly outnumber the boys in the DC premium format line. Like it's uh, a style. And I forgot Cheetah, of course. Um, Wonder Woman is in there as well. So you know, the girls are well represented, um, which is amazing. But um, yeah, look, back to the sculpt, uh, I think Pablo's done a, a fantastic job. I mean, the fact that I couldn't tell the difference, you know, when I look at her leather boots because so she's got the um, almost knee-high uh, high heel boots, um, she's got that sort of leather sort of bodice thing going on and then, of course, the leather jacket and, and her fingerless leather gloves. Uh, the fact that from the images you can't tell, you know, which is mixed media and which is sculpted uh, is a real credit to, to Pablo. Yes. There's a lot of... Really nice drapery uh, in this this piece. The, even not just the leather jacket, of course, but in um, like the tops of the boots, the cuffs that fold over. Uh, there's some really really um, great sculpting in there, and and up close, it's it's really quite nice. It actually has that kind of patterned leather effect, um, which I think they've done a great job. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree totally. It's I, I really noticed that when I was you know unboxing this that you've got to look closely at these sculpted elements here to work out that they are actually sculpted. Um, yeah. And, you know, that, that that's brilliant. I think that, you know, we, we've been a little bit disappointed sometimes at the, the lack of actual uh, mixed media in some of these pieces because that was the kind of premium format idea. Um, but, you know, I understand both from a, a, a cost perspective and just a creative perspective of, you know, how – how well you can actually make something um, uh, pop visually while doing the fabric that I think I'm sure that comes into it. It's not just budget, um, but I think they yeah. did a really good job here of both sculpt and paint wise um, giving that feel, you know, you, you got to look really closely at those uh, wristbands or, you know, um, fingerless gloves mm, mm. to see that they're actually sculpted when that that's brilliant. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I guess that, you know, brings us to, um, you know, so I guess the, the, the unique feature uh, about the piece, and that is the head sculpt and um, a real credit to, to Sideshow, I think. Um, you know, it, it's easy to sort of get caught up in that very, very sort of generic look and feel. I mean, you know, we look at our Marvel Legends and they just keep swapping the, the hair pieces, I think. Um, yeah. And, you know, it would be very easy to sort of come up with a, a generic swimsuit model face because you know she's got the long blonde hair um but you know i think she's got a, a real unique sort of her, her features are quite sort of distinguished and i think that's great that they're trying to make each of these pieces look um just that little bit different uh and, and so so you know she doesn't have that that generic swimsuit model um look about her there's a, a real um uniqueness to the way pablo has actually sculpted her face which i think looks great yeah yeah no it's great I, you know, I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's just the that you know, I, 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 if I was, if I ruled the world, I would have <laughs> done some of this a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah. So yes, the head is a separate piece, so uh, you've got to take that out ever so carefully, and it pops in with a magnet. Uh, you've got to just sort of be careful with uh, the jacket uh, folding the, the the collar down, or at least trying to sort of manipulate that in behind the hair. Um, so it doesn't get, you know, jammed in when you, you try to pop the head on. Um, mm. One of the things I guess that, that I'd probably take away half a dolly point for uh, is I 
I, I can't say for certain, but I, I think the head and the hair are two separate pieces. And as such, when you look at her from the front, um, there's this gap at the top of her hairline where the top of her forehead reaches the hair and you can kind of mm. look up underneath it and it's i mean it's it's in the uh the promo shots as well so uh you know it's not like it came as a surprise and it's it's kind of odd there's this kind of gap under her hair and it doesn't look like a natural gap and and i think you know obviously the way they've designed this they, they've done the pieces separately and then just glued the hair onto the top of the head um i don't know does it does it uh, you probably haven't noticed it until now that I've pointed until it out. Now, thanks a lot. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah that's <laughs> All right. Well, thanks very that, much. Been a great show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about doing this is sometimes someone points something out to you, and then you can't unsee it, and you're like, "Damn it!" Why are they? Uh, um, okay. Can I yeah. can I point out something else then that's probably going to annoy you? But I sure. mention it, or should I just be quiet and mention no, it in the end credits? Do it. Do it. No, it's all good. Do <laughs> um, she's she's holding that finger up to her lips, which I think is great, and and. I, I don't care what anyone says, and I'm never going to ask Art Germ or anyone like that. But um, you know, I, I with the rubble on the ground, it's almost like um, you know she's done the work, done the damage with her canary cry, and then she's kind of you know holding her finger up and sort of blowing uh, over her finger, uh, job done, you know that kind of thing. And, and as I'm looking at it, I thought the finger that she's holding up, her index finger, it's extraordinarily long. Yeah, I did notice that actually. I did notice that. It's, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a big fellow and I have kind of, you know, uh, appropriately sized hands, which are quite large. And I'm kind of just, I've got my hand doing the same thing that she's doing. And I'm trying to sort of get, um, you know, I'm trying to sort of get it into the same sort of position. And I'm, I'm sort of comparing it. And I'm going, wow, she's got these really kind of long spidery fingers. And... <laughs> And, and again, you can't sort of notice it until you notice it. So, uh, I mean, it's not that's not hugely distracting. I just think it's yeah, it's it's awkward. Yeah, yeah. No, I I did actually I noticed it when because I and if you look at the um, photo album that will be up on our Facebook page by the time this uh, goes to air, uh, I try to take photos of each piece as it puts together. So you know, there's the base. And then there's the body, which, but not the head. And you can see there that, like, I noticed it then, like, oh, that's a very long finger. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. By the by, by the by. Yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the one paint- thing I do have to. Oh, yes, I was going to say paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great minds. I, I think the paint on this is fantastic. It is. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, as we mentioned earlier, that glossy paint on the bodice uh, has um, you know, makes that really pop. Yeah, and we should mention the exclusive while we complained about the lack of a swap oh, head. Uh, yeah, do, do so, we have to? Uh, yeah, this is <laughs> it's, it's it's such a why bother. I don't understand. Um, so you mm. either the standard just has an an as extra piece of rubble to attach to it. Um, but then if you've got the exclusive, um, then you get a piece of rubble that has a poster attached to it advertising a fight with Wildcat. And, um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you know, there was a great episode of, uh, I think it was Justice League Unlimited, where Wildcat was, you know, fighting in oh, meta yeah. brawls and, and that yeah. sort of thing. So, you know, it has context, but I'm still sort of asking 
why. Like, I don't – obviously, keeping the price down is one thing, so a second portrait is actually going to cost you. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, it's like they all sat around and went, well, if we don't do a second head, what else can we do? And everyone was looking at each other and it's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, hey, in that episode, of, you know, of Justice League Unlimited, you know, she was fighting in the meta brawls. You know, we could do a poster for that as if it's stuck to the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you know, it's, to completely it's, it's, confess. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say to completely confess the dumbass factor, um, I, I took out my exclusive meta brawl poster, which uh, I actually thought would just be a – sort of a thin sheet of, um, you know, polystone and, and I was just going to lay it on the base um, and instead it's actually attached to a piece of brickwork. So uh, I took that out and stuck it on the base and I'm looking around in the rest of the, the polystyrene box that the, the statue ships in and there's this extra little piece of rubble and so I, I take it out and I'm going, oh, okay, it's just an extra bit of rubble and, and I'm looking around on the base everywhere trying to work out where to put this bit of rubble. And I'm going, it can't be that hard. Where does it go? There's got to be a slot here to put this. <laughs> so after about a minute, it finally dawns on me that this is the piece that you put in that hole if you don't have the exclusive Meta Brawl poster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was just like, oh, you fool. <laughs> so, yeah, how oh, exciting. So if you don't get the exclusive, then you just get a rock. So, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's, a, it's such a why bother. It's got to be <laughs> lamest exclusive ever. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. and, and you yeah. know, for you and I, I mean, I got the the Justice League Unlimited nod too, but your average bear would not. You know, they'd just be like, "What the heck is this? I don't understand." That's um, right. Yeah. 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 So. Sorry. Yeah, that's. I, I guess I, I can imagine that this uh, piece, just with some of the you know tooling, the fishnets. Um, and the uh, jacket that would have eaten up budget, um, and you know yeah. she wouldn't have the same budget as a, a you know a Batman or a Wonder Woman etc. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean the Huntress title, don't we? Yeah. Well, that's right, and I think the Huntress looks uh, a way more complicated in terms of the level of detail and complexity, but. Um yeah, but look. Yeah, finishing off your comments about paint, I think you know they really did a great job, particularly with um, you know you've got that natural skin tone happening, um, but at the same time you've got that glossy lipstick, uh, which you know using the gloss paint versus the matte paint is is really um, a nice choice. Uh, I'm still not convinced completely on the hair. I, I don't know that it's the best representation of blonde hair. They've gone for sort of. Um, several layers of yellow right up through to sort of a, a, almost a, an off-white to sort of bring out the highlights. And, yeah, it looks a little unnatural, I think, the, the lack of shine in the hair, um, you know. I yeah, think, it, yeah, it's not perfect for sure. Yeah, it could have a bit more of a, a glossy effect. But, look, overall, um, you know, I'm still really thrilled that we've actually got her and that Huntress and Zatanna are, are coming. There's a nice shot on the Sideshow website that shows uh, all uh, the girls together, the heroes. Uh, yeah. And one thing that actually does stand out and it wasn't – I mean, I, I sort of had a feeling um, it was the case until I, I put her in my cabinet, but she's quite a shorty. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's good for me because I, at the moment, I've got these displayed on four IKEA Detolfs that are you know, set next to each other, um, and then on top as well. And because of the small base, 
I can actually fit her in, you know, on in my yeah. existing display. Um, but I, that's it. I've already got Batman separate because he's so freaking heavy. Um, he won't <laughs> fit. He won't fit in a a Detolf, and I'm just yep. too nervous to put him on top. Um, so I'm mm. uh, been kind of looking at those fabric cape options. Um, just to try and reduce a bit of the weight there to see if that works. Um, but then I'm officially out of space there. I've got a backup space in my, in my study where some of the lesser lights are going to end up. Um, or the yeah. ones, the more objectionable booby ones that, um, <laughs> Mrs. Scotty would prefer not to be there. Um, I was very impressed actually because I picked this up last Saturday morning brought it home, did my photos and stuff and stuck it in the display. And then, um, oh, I said this on last week's show. And uh, <laughs> my yeah, my eldest, of course, saw it right away. But my other two family members that aren't as into this were actually able, after just one guest, to find her in there. I was very impressed. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> so yeah. uh, this is so, not, yeah. Yeah, not a toy of the week, but um, if you were going to dolly rate this, where would you sit it? Uh, look, I, I love Black Canary. Um, she's right up there for me in terms of fave. Uh, she's probably my favourite female DC character. And uh, overall, I'm pretty happy. Uh, I'm glad it's got a bit of attitude and spunk, but uh, I think it's not quite as nice as Power Girl. Um, the finger bothers me a little bit, and so does the hair. Join the way it's joined on the top of the head, so I'd probably take a, a dolly point off for that. So yeah, I'd be going in the ballpark of eight and a half, or maybe nine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think a, I think eight is fair. You know, I think as far as these go, right? Like, you know, it's a, um, you know, you look at some of the exclusives that we've had, you know, Aquaman, you know, et cetera, where, you know, it, you, you get a legit different display um, option. Yeah. Um, and even like Cheetah that's coming, you know, like you're getting um, with the exclusive, you've got a swap out head that is a, you know, a different version of the character. Like it's, um, yes. so yeah, it's just, I, I feel like for, for the price point, right? Like because between it, for me, the eight would be between the base, um, which is pretty ho-hum and mm, the, mm. the lack of the swap out, like, you know, it's beautiful for what it is, but I, I, I don't feel like it's going to be, you know, it's going to make it into the best of the, the line, um, yeah. When you know when, when it's all said and done, and I'm sad because there aren't any more. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, I'll start redoing those characters again. You get another one oh, that, woman. And- yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Two, yeah. you know, self-entitled white guys uh, <laughs> complaining about toys. It's just your average <laughs> podcast, really. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, well, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at least we acknowledge it. Yeah, that's right. It's like you know, right. on, face- on Facebook, <laughs> if I post something and people ever say first world problems, I'm like, all of Facebook is a first world problem. What are you talking about? Like, you know, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all okay. right. Well, that wraps up our discussion topic, our toy breakdown. We're going to have a bit of a break. We're going to come back and we're going to tell you how you can contact us. Yay. before we finish off we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you and if you'd like to hear your questions comments or suggestions on future episodes you can email us at 
podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. And speaking of which... Yeah, so this is actually a tweet. Um, so if you can Twitter at us at AF Blues, and Toy Division on Twitter has done just that, and he has posted a question. Scotty, that's me. Ooh. Can you direct me to a good site that would have older premium format figures for sale? Um, and I have replied on Twitter to say if you're um, talking not about Evil Bay, um, <laughs> then – my thought was, and I should say that um, Troy Division is uh, based in the US of A. Um, so my suggestion, if you don't want to go the eBay route, would be to check out some Facebook groups. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah, is that like, because I just in terms of people selling older stuff, and obviously it depends on um, what you're looking for. There's certainly some older premium format figures that are, you know, readily available at not terrible prices um, on eBay or the secondary market. Um, but then if you're looking for those, you know, grail pieces um, with, you know, uh, not at an arm and a leg, you're unlikely to, to find that on eBay um, because, you know, it's a scalper's market. Um, and uh, it's, you know, that's the sort of stuff where if you join some, some Facebook groups that are for buy, sell, trade. Um, and I only really know the ones that are kind of Australian focused. I can't comment on the US ones. I don't yeah. know about you, Ben. Uh, yeah, I mean, many of the same ones. There's, um, you know, just statue collectors, and most pages have um, a statue collectors for discussion, and then there's a statue collectors BST, buy, sell, trade. Um, I mean, it's the usual sort of buyer beware if people are selling things, have a bit of a look, ask for references quite often. I see people posting and say, you know, I'm looking to to buy from the following person. Uh, do you have any references? And then people will actually come yep. out and say, yes, I've purchased X, Y, or Z, uh, yep. that sort of thing. So it's not too bad. I, I've if done you, many trades. So. Yes. <laughs> if you get to know the, um, the, the kind of pages, some of the pages are pretty well – uh, managed, you know, so, some of the pages, yes. um, you know, people, there are some clear rules about how people trade, about what you can and can't do or can and can't ask, you know, etc. And so I, you know, generally would get to know the, the kind of group and its culture before I bought, and particularly something, you know, big like that. Um, yeah. You know, certainly if someone, if I was buying a premium format piece and someone wanted to be paid, as you know, PayPal friends and family, I'd say no thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. So yep. yeah, you, you got your buyer protection there if you do it properly. Um, but yeah, worth a worth a go. And just you know, have a yeah. Google. And, and also, one of the things that you can do as well in those sites is that you know, you can as well as want to sell, you can post want to buy. So if you you yes. know, have a particular thing that you want, and and obviously some people. Uh, are jerks and <laughs> you know well so it's it's tempting you know, and, and I've, I've certainly done this in the early days myself where you finally get a chance to buy the thing that you really want and so you jump and then in retrospect realize you paid way too much and whereas <laughs> you know with most most stuff if you're prepared to pay the long game um, then you might eventually just happen to come across something that's you know, at a at a crazy but manageable price, and who knows? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd ever be in a hurry to to buy a statue. Any anything that I've 
purchased uh, in terms of um, you know items that have been out for quite some time. Uh, you know, my Captain America premium format statue was uh, one in particular. I think I stalked them um, on you know Facebook and some of the online forums, and also on on eBay for about eighteen months. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think one thing that I was actually thinking about this today. One thing that um, I uh, have noticed about myself since we have actually had more stuff available at retail in Australia is that I've actually gotten better at the patient thing um, because, you know, for a while there, particularly with some of the stuff that I collect, there was, you know, nowhere to buy it here. And so I would have to pre-order and you end up kind of paying um, full price. Um, whereas now that we've got our zings and our other, you know, kind of more independent, reputable retailers, um, you know, there there is a sense of, you know, I'll just kind of see what the going rate for that is. And also, I think here in Australia as well at the moment, um, there are some Asian retailer e-tailers that are, can be quite good to look at as well, Hobby Link Japan and, and sites like that, depending on what you're looking for. Yeah. That's way yeah. longer than a Twitter answer. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Troy Division can think in more than 140 characters that we lost him a while ago. <laughs> Dude, it's just a yes or no question. Yeah, Yeah, it's a damn question. (laughs) Yeah, and thank you, everyone. Thank you, technology, for working just well enough for us to actually be able to communicate a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And bring you another fine show. Speaking of which, this is the end. We're going to say goodbye. 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 (laughs) Cheers. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mark's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. So funny thing, um, the uh, record button for Audio Hijack uh, is red and circular, and so is the end call button for Skype, and when they're near each other, you can accidentally press the wrong one and do the wrong thing. So Damn, these software development... Uh... Guidelines. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they know that I'm going to have these things close to each other and they shouldn't look like each other? <laughs>